0: Thank you for listening to Sidebar Forever. We absolutely appreciate all the ears and lovely comments that you guys send over to the site. And just FYI, we'll be taking a holiday break for the two weeks around Christmas and New Year's. And we'll not be posting episodes on December 20th and December 27th. But we will return with fresh episodes beginning on January 3rd. After our conversation celebrating the 50th anniversary of Dirty Harry, Swain and I continued to talk and things spilled over into rogue cop characters in general. Harry Callahan definitely set the tone for what became a stereotype in modern cinema, the cop who plays by his or her own rules in the pursuit of justice. And certainly in the 1980s and 90s, we recognized the sons of Dirty Harry, and serious characters like Jack Cates from 48 Hours and Martin Riggs from the Lethal Weapon series, as well as more comedic takes on it such as Axel Foley, Nick Angel, and Danny Butterman. On this follow-up episode, Swain and I discuss how the character of the Rogue Cop rose to popularity. What makes a Rogue Cop a Rogue Cop? For instance, not doing well with partners I work alone and how the rogue cop was written differently during the era of exploitation films and we also have some fun at the end of the podcast remixing scenes from rogue cop movies by adding a modern spin if you will I'm Adrian Johnson and as always thank you for listening to Sidebar Forever
1: I got a bomb here I'll kill her I'll blow this whole place up! Go ahead. I don't shock her. Hey, just relax, amigo. You wanna talk? We'll talk. I'm a sucker for good conversation. I don't wanna talk to you! Now, you bring in the television cameras in here now! Come on, bring it in! Can't do that. Why? I don't deal with psychos, I put them away. I ain't no psycho, man! I'm a hero! You're looking at a fucking hunter! I'm a hero of the new world! You're a disease, and I'm the cure. Die! <laughs> <laughs> Drop it! In
2: 1998, LL Cool J released a memoir. Okay, I read the memoir. Any <laughs> good? Uh, I mean, it was okay. You know, it was written almost like a like a tenth grader wrote it. I mean, it wasn't complicated, <laughs> but his his book was called "I Make My Own Rules." Okay, and I thought that that's apropos to the the main tenets of what a rogue cop is. Mm. You know, so. You know, if we're going to discuss road cop movies and really road cop characters, I guess, is really more specifically what we're talking about. That's kind of one of the main tenets is is I make my own rules. I know the rule book. I know the law. But I do it my way. Yeah. You know, so like you mentioned, uh, we were talking we, you know, did a playback review of Dirty Harry. And you are talking about uh, Harry Callahan as kind of one of the progenitors. Oh, yeah. You know, the early forerunners of this particular kind of character. Mm-hmm. You mentioned uh, Steve McQueen and Bullet. Yes. I would also even throw in, to a certain extent, Popeye Doyle in The French Connection. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. Of course, yeah. You know, he's not corrupt, per se, but he don't give a shit about anybody else's rights when he's determined that he's going to get this. He's going to track down this criminal. He's going to stop this from happening. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think all of those kind of led to because Prince Connection proceeds. uh, No, it's after because it's it's also in
0: 71. It's the same year. Yeah. Yeah. but, But I'm wondering if it came out
2: before Dirty Harry, though. That, okay. That, I should I should I should have researched that because yeah you're right. But it, but but to, to to any extent they were in production at the same time. Yeah. So you know as we as we talked about it man you know like I, you know we were saying the rise of the rogue cop as an antihero and as a as a figure to cheer for in cinema was ripe in the seventies because of the really violent crime in urban cities like New York Chicago and Philadelphia Detroit. Uh, Los Angeles, oh, yeah. you know, places like that. Muggings were a big thing in urban urban cities. Rape was on the rise. Serial killers were starting to get headlines. You know, people who were just killed randomly. Mm-hmm. You know, with you know, with no way for the police to track them. So they actually had to coin a term and figure out how to think like these assholes. Yeah, in order to catch them. So society is really becoming fearful. And I started thinking about it, like. I guess it becomes a thing where, you know, the people who kind of bend the rules seem to get shit done. And so society's like, OK, well, mm-hmm. in other words, we started caring more about the ends as opposed to the means. Yeah. If the neighborhood is clean, I don't care how I got clean. If I want new Nikes, I don't care if it's a 10 year old kid in Thailand who's making t- 20 cents an hour to make it. I just want my Nikes or I want my iPhone or whatever. You know, as long as we get what we want, we don't care how we get what we want. Yeah. And so the 70s was like a perfect storm, a perfect cocktail for that particular character to kind of come out of it. So we have movies like The French Connection, Mm. Dirty Harry, Mm. Bullet, like you mentioned. Later on in the 80s, you know, we have like 48 Hours. You know, uh, with Nick Nolte's character, what was it? Jack Cates. Yeah, Cates. Yeah, Cates. You know, (laughs) him calling Eddie Murphy watermelon, whatever, and you know, and literally at his wits' end because you know uh, James Remar and um, and Billy had his gun, you know, and were killing people. Beverly Hills Cop, you know, a cop who's breaking the rules and doing what he's not supposed to, to sneaking in places that you know where he's not supposed to.
1: How you doing? Can you come in for a second, please? Hi, do you have a match? There's
2: no smoking in here. I'm not gonna smoke, no, I'm gonna smoke when I go outside. Thank you very much. Thank you. Is your supervisor here?
1: Yeah, he's in the office.
2: Can you go get him for me, please?
1: What's the problem?
2: Are you security here? Yeah. Then you're the fucking problem. Go get your supervisor, please. Now! Now! Cobra, which is a oh, funny yeah. Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it was Anthony Cobretti or yeah. what was his name? <laughs> yeah, what? Something Cobretti, Cobretti. Cobretti. I remember that. <laughs> you know, um. Certainly lethal weapon. Oh yeah. You know, rigs, you know. Jumping off the building with the jumper. (laughs) You know
1: (laughs) that one. Oh no. What are you doing? See this key? Bye bye. Now, you can jump if you want to, but you'll be taking me with you, and that makes you a murderer. Okay? Come on, let's go you back bastards. here. You Yeah, you'll be killing a cop. Now yeah, I'll be killing on. a psycho Not cop! Yeah, psycho, but
2: I'm still a cop. You coming in? Come on, I'm going in. Fuck you! I'm jumping! Do you really want to jump? Do you want to? Well, then, that's fine. Tangling cash. That's true. You know, to a certain extent. And, in fact,
0: it's almost two rogue cops that are rivals. rivals. rivalry Rivaling for yeah. headlines. Right. And then they come together as a team. Right. And you know the thing I will say about that, man, is like as the decades ensue, you know, from the 70s, which is more of a grounded base, right, you know, to the eighties, where it's much more, more glossy, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it's all it's more like stunts. Like there is no way an actual police officer would go to the lengths to catch some of
2: these guys right.
0: jumping off a building, hanging on to a helicopter, you know, all right. that
2: crazy shit. <laughs> right, 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 right. And it becomes an opportunity because, you know, the budgets that you had, like, for instance, Dirty Harry had a budget of $4 million. Yeah. And it made, like, $36 million, you know, once it was all said and done. Mm-hmm. But that's a meager budget. You know, when Beverly Hills Cop and movies like that come along, I'm sure it's twice or maybe three times the money, maybe $20 million Yeah, for the whole movie. And it makes hundred hundred. You right. Know, it makes a lot of money, you know. But yeah, Tangling Cash, Action Jackson, yeah. You know, yeah. with uh with uh with uh Carl uh, Weathers Carl Weathers in Vanity and Vanity and, yeah. and other people And in uh uh Craig T. Hunter. Yeah, Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson, excuse me. Craig T. Nelson. He played Hunter, I think. The yes. character called <laughs> Hunter. But also, again, movies where you don't kind of necessarily think about it. Uh like The Untouchables. Mm, you know, okay. where Elliot Ness is talked into pushing the limits of the law by Sean Connery's character Mm -hmm. in order to catch Al Al Capone Capone, and to shut down his organization
1: you said you wanted to know how to get Capone do you really want to get him you see what I'm saying what are you prepared to do everything within the law and then what are you prepared to do (sighs) If you open the ball on these people, Mr. Nash, you must be prepared to go all the way. Because they won't give up the fight until one of you is dead. I want to get Capone. I don't know how to get him. Want to get Capone? Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the
2: morgue. That's the Chicago way. And that's how you get Capone. Bad boys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Bending the rules. Um, L.A. Confidential. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that was nothing but rogue cops <laughs> and corrupt cops, corrupt cops yes. you know, like really straddling the fence between rogue and corrupt, you know, both, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another movie that came out more recently called End of Watch with Michael Peña and Jake Gyllenhaal. Which was great. I love yeah, that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Another example, you know, uh, modern day. Then you get into comedic takes on it. Mm-hmm. like Running Scared. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the Rush Hour movies with yeah. Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. The other guys. Did you ever see The Other Guys? But Didn't they have like Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. Yeah. And Samuel Jackson and The Rock playing the ultimate goofy rogue cop, action cop, brash, cocky. They're the stars of the precinct where they literally come in and people are like, oh, <laughs> and they're like, I know. We know we're great. We know we're great. We know. We know. We know.
0: All right. All right. All right. All right. Listen up. Listen up. We're having a celebration tonight at Butter. Brody Jenner's gonna be there. By Ling. That little short bitch from Jersey Shore. Yeah. <laughs> and most of you are on the list. You're the best.
1: Guys, I'm gonna say something right now. It's about a man who came from Austria with a dream. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, let me finish. He became a champion and then a movie star.
2: Arnold Schwarzenegger. God damn it, let me finish. They ruined the story. They ruined the story.
1: All right. Look, the, the point is we couldn't do our job. It work not for you guys doing all the paperwork, answering the phones, all that stupid shit that we don't like to do.
0: All the gunfights, all the car chases, all the sex we don't want to have with women, but we have to all do to what you guys do. Thank you.
2: And we
1: do it again and again. Hey,
0: hey, 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 you shut your face. If we want to hear you talk, I will shove my arm up your ass and work your mouth like a puppet. You hear me? You hear me?
2: We know we're great. <laughs> we know we're great. And it's an absolute take on that whole thing. You okay. know, these cops who are trying to do that whatever. Um, the Heat with uh, Sandra Bullock and uh, Melissa McCarthy. My wife and I saw that in the movie. Yeah, you yeah. know, and Melissa McCarthy is kind of, again, she's a cop who does her own thing.
1: Again, I want to feel your body sliding through my delicate hands. I don't know shit. Whoa! I, don't know I, can't, shit. I can't hold you. No, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Okay, okay. Is that a warehouse on Summer Street? I'm almost disappointed. Get me out. All right, let's pull him up. Come okay. On. No wait, I'm not kidding anymore. Uh, really, I can't lift him up. What? No. I can't lift him. Uh, you should have only done this one other time, and it was a really tiny hooker. Lift my ass up. Huh? Uh, you DON'T fucking PUT nobody over no ground. You can't fucking lift him up. Okay, okay. Uh. Just tuck your head and relax your body. Let it, what the fuck? God, crap. Give me a, give me a, give me Thank you again, thank you.
2: And even like parodies, like Hot Fuzz. Yeah. You know, where, you know, the uh, Simon Pegg character is straight and narrow, and then the other character is like, I want to be, you know, I want to be uh, Keanu Reeves in Point Break. Blah, 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 blah <laughs> shoot my gun in the air, you know? Have you ever seen Point Break?
1: No. Amazing bit in Point Break where they jump over fences. Is that nine? No? 29. That is Swayze's just dropped this bank. And Keanu Reeves is chasing him through people's gardens. And he goes to shoot Swayze, but he can't because he loves him so much. And he's firing his gun up in the air. He's like, oh! 30. Have you ever fired your gun up
2: in the air and gone, ah?
1: No, I have not ever fired my gun up in the air and gone, ah. 30. Sorry, um,
2: I just I just feel like I'm missing out sometimes. I want to do what you do. You do do what I do. What on earth do you think you're missing out on?
1: Gunfights, car chases, proper action and shit. Police work is not about proper action or shit. 29, if you'd have paid attention to me in school, you'd understand that it's not all about gunfights and car chases. Fire up the roof.
0: Ah! Got one more. To yeah, that? yeah. Um, going international. Um, hard boiled.
2: Yes! Okay. yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That,
0: and that's and that's a mishmash of Dirty Harry and all those road cop movies. Yeah. through that Hong Kong lens. Yeah, and, and there are others, you know, over there as well. But that's the one that sprang immediately to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Chow
2: Yun-Fat, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's probably the first time I think I saw him. Mm. I don't think I saw, saw him in the other things. I kept hearing about Hard Boiled and A Better Tomorrow yeah, and uh, Killer and all these movies. And I was like, how do you get these movies? You know, And then you had to find the bootlegs. Yeah, that was exactly. the only way we right could. There, yeah. You had to find the bootlegs. But I wanted to talk about some of the tenets of a road cop movie because- sure. Well, tell me what you think the difference between, since we're bringing it up now, a rogue cop versus a corrupt cop. All right, a rogue and, cop. And examples in in, in in
0: films, too. Sure, sure. The immediate example that springs to mind would be something like a Magnum Force, where you had the um, juxtaposition of a rogue cop, which is Harry Call- Callahan, Right. You have the um, corrupt cops, which is this band of... You know, police officers who are going out and shooting these criminals right. on their own accord. Right. You know what I'm saying? And in fact, they're so corrupt in that they try to bring Callahan in with them. They're like, "You're just like us. Yeah. Join us." Yeah. And Callahan is like, "No, I'm not like y'all. You know, I want justice." And they say we want it too, but we're going out and taking it. And Callahan still knows that there is a a process there, even though if sometimes he has to circumvent widely around the process. <laughs> but he still realizes yeah. that there is a law that still needs to be abided for the most part. Right. You know, you cannot circumvent that totally. And you guys are going all the way around it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So stuff like Magnum Force, um, something like even I say the progenitor of it, like like uh like a bullet, you know, where he knows his rules there. He knows his rules, but he still does it his own way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Corrupt cops would be like the rash of movies that you've seen in the last decade where it's like a band of police officers yeah. who have to rob the the evidence, take, you know, there's a bunch of drug dealers' money in here. Right. Let's go
2: get it. Or or a bunch of, of corrupt cops who rob the the villains or the, the drug dealers mm-hmm. and take their money because it's like, who's the drug dealer going to call? Right. Exactly. You know, who are they going to call? So, um... There was a Netflix movie that came out. I forgot what it was. Chiwetel four was in it. Uh, he was like a part of a road cop. I forget what it was called. Mm-hmm. But other examples of corrupt cops would be Harvey Keitel in Bad Lieutenant, mm-hmm. uh, Denzel Washington in Training Train day. day. Yeah, you know these are corrupt cops. Uh, uh, all the cops, Harvey Keitel and all the cops in Copland with Sylvester Stallone, mm-hmm. you know, where Sylvester Stallone is kind of, I guess, the rogue cop in a way, you know, trying to figure out who the bad people are or whatever. And then you got uh, Harvey Keitel and, uh, you know, and his whole crew in New Jersey. And they're essentially the corrupt cops, mm-hmm. you know. And also, too, and in a modern sense, and, and we'll probably uh, cover this if we ever get to our New York crime movies. yeah. But uh, Chadwick Bozeman in Twenty One Bridges, okay, yeah, yeah where yeah. he is kind of seeing like the beginning of the movie. He is he's like the uh, the cop in the movie who is known as the shooter. You know he's had he's fired his weapon and killed like six perps in the last eight years, mm-hmm. and they brought him up on the last time it happened. They, you know he's up in front of the board and they're asking him questions. He's like, I always shot. You know, you know, discharge my firearm. You know, it was never I never shot first and it was always in defense of either my life or someone else's life or whatever and and you know and they try to dress him down and he you know answers back or whatever and then when this murder happens where these uh two drug drug uh thieves kill a bunch of cops to steal a bunch of cocaine that's when they bring him in cuz they say okay a bunch of cops died we want to bring in the shooter cuz we want him to execute them yeah and he wants to get to the to the bottom to the bottom line of it very good movie but so there is a difference between the corrupt and the rogue. But I think in terms of tenets, tropes, uh, characteristics of the rogue cop movie, you've got their law enforcement. So they're supposed to protect and serve, but they push the limits of the law. Mm-hmm. They're going to step on your leg if you if they shot you in the <laughs> leg. <laughs> you know, they're going to threaten your family or they may threaten some something you know important to you yeah. to get you to give them what they want so they can go further in their investigation. Uh oftentimes will break the law to catch the criminal. Uh personally and, and like in Dirty Harry like you said, we didn't really see much of his personal life. That's right. As these movies got made by lesser and lesser talented people or as the the mythology of the road cop grew. You started to see more of their inner life and their personal life. So it's like, okay, they don't do well with partners. Yeah. Partners usually written to basically be us. Mm. Hey, you can't do that. You got to read him his rights. You know what we're thinking when we watch the road cop do his thing. Yeah. So the partner speaks for us and the partner is usually greener and younger or just, you know, is just more idealistic. And the rogue cop usually ends up getting his partner in trouble. You're going to fucking get me fired. You know, they're always <laughs> mad, you know, that that's, this is going to happen. And, uh, oh, uh, as far as the personal life, the rogue cop usually has terrible intimate relationships with their partners.
0: Or, or they're also on the outs with with their right. significant other.
2: Right, You know, right. Like- yeah. So like uh, Michael Douglas's character in Black Rain, where he can't get along with his ex. That's usually the thing: can't get along with the ex wife, can't get along with the, the girlfriend's pissed off. Yep. In forty eight hours, Jack, you're going out again, Jack. You're <laughs> supposed to stay here and bone me, Jack. Right. Oh. You know, <laughs> you know they're always played as like kind of this, uh, you know, just wet blanket. You know where it's just you know whatever. Mm-hmm. But they're terrible at, and part of the reason is is because the job is their obsession. Right their job is the focus of their life and they really don't have room to really share it with someone else it's like um it's like um uh al pacino's character in heat mm-hmm. when he tells his wife all i am is who i'm going after yeah you know and that's kind of who the rogue cop is all i am is who i'm going after you know what who i am in that moment you know it's like you said
1: Is what I'm going
2: after. In every road cop movie to the point where it just becomes cartoonish, where you just kind of like sitting with your head and your chin in your hand and you're just waiting for it. The supervisor is always pissed off and the mayor is always pissed off and -and so-and-so is breathing down my throat. And we've seen a ton of particularly black actors play that that part over and over again. Uh, but that's always one, too, that they that they go to a lot. And I was going to ask you why you thought, why did they lean so hard into that one, too, where that one really became cartoonish? You know, it's so easy to do. Well, see, I'm trying to think
0: because, hmm, even going back to, like, bullet or whatnot, his direct supervisor leaned on him, leaned on McQueen, but it wasn't anything, like, vociferous, like these right. later ones. Like, these later ones, you, and you find that probably in the 80s. Like, as the rest of the budgets get bigger and the stuff gets kind of cartoonier in a sense. Mm -hmm. So does that, that particular role. Cause prior to that, you know, you have their supervisor just kind of like, you know, just really, Hey, look, whatever you do, just be safe, but you need to follow the rules. Or if they do get out of line, the supervisor is there is like, Frank, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, you weren't supposed to get that perp until whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Whereas in the eighties, the black lieutenant or the black supervisor, damn it, get my office! Ah! Right, 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 and chewing them out and everything, right? You know, and they always got to call. There's an ebb and flow when they get mad; they'll chew them out. Then they always got to have that that lower elbow. It's like, look, you're a good cop, right?
2: Right. Then they always got <laughs> to have the heart to heart. Yeah. You a good cop, <laughs> but you don't know every goddamn thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then they get back to chewing them out. Exactly. Cliché. That's it. All the day. All day. Yeah. A bus. You got down with the mid-cop. You lost the stolen bus. I got five deaths related to gas. And you blow it for a lousy nigga convict. That's right. I call him a nigga. You better out there. Come on. Now I saw the report on that little piece of shit. If he spent one legal day in his life, it'll be a record. Now this is it for you. Suspension, review board, you've had it. Just cause you say it with conviction, it don't mean shit to me.
2: Don't you think you're being kind of hard on the guy?
0: You go fuck yourself, convict!
2: (laughs) You know, another thing too is, is, uh, and sometimes you see it with the cops, the main character, or sometimes you would see it with the lieutenant, where they're like drinking coffee and taking milk of magnesia because yeah. they got an upset stomach and <laughs> taking an aspirin by the yeah. handful, you know, Traxler and a uh, 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 Terminator yeah, one, you, exactly. know, I, you know, it's like, you know, they're just basically they're running on caffeine and over-the-counter drugs just to get through the day. And it's always, you know, and I think the other thing too, <coughs> the city mm. oftentimes will have a love hate relationship with the road cop in question. And that's why the pressure is brought to bear on the mayor and so forth. And then eventually on the cop's boss. So the people in the city are like, okay, yeah, I want you to stop crime. Mm -hmm. But do you have to shoot up a street corner to do it? God damn, you know? Yeah. And so even like with Harry and Dirty Harry, there's the scene where he goes to uh he goes to a diner for some reason, I forget. Mm-hmm. And he notices the guy sitting outside of the bank, smoking, chain smoking cigarettes, sitting out, you know, he's dropping the cigarettes out of his window. And Harry says, okay, they've already told him, look, you're causing too much bloodshed. You are creating too much violence. We need you to chill out. So he's in the diner and he says, okay, he says, Hey, is that car that's paying Ford still parked over there? Yeah. Is the engine still running? And the chef says, yeah. He says, uh, uh, okay, here's this number. He says, uh, Call it and tell him there's a two eleven in progress. And he eats his hot dog and then Mm -hmm. he goes over and stops a bank robbery. But the people of the city are not feeling safe when you're just blasting and driving cars through plate glass windows and driving on sidewalks and knocking down kiosks (laughs) and hot dog vendors and and, and, and little girls selling Girl Scout cookies (laughs) and, you know, just all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and even like, I guess even in Dirty Harry, when he jumps on the school bus. Yeah. You know, I remember at the end of the movie, I was like, where are the cops? Mm-hmm. After all this time, where are the cops? Why haven't they showed up yet? Just, you know, school buses, you know, people on the expressway got to me say, hey, there's a school bus and then pull over. And I guess you didn't have a cell phone. Right. So you'd have to find a pay phone, have proper change, call the, <laughs> you know, I didn't have to have proper change so you could dial 911 without having to, uh would have a dollar yeah. but but yeah so everybody kind of has a love-hate relationship with the cop. And I was trying to think man because you know so 1970s is where this thing starts to to come to to you know Real to, to blossom yeah but the 70s is also considered the era of black exploitation movies mm, mm. So contrary to the rogue cop in mainstream film, in black exploitation movies, the cops were always corrupt. Mm-hmm. They were always portrayed as on the take, as part of the muscle for the drug dealer or for the gangster. Now, let me ask you this: Oftentimes, don't you think?
0: You know, that's a good point. That's a point that I wanted to bring up too. You rarely see road cops be of color mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But yet, a lot of the perps that they collar are of color. Right, you know what
2: I'm Latin, saying. Latino men and women, yeah. and, and and black men and women, yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: And with black exploitation, I was thinking of like, what is that movie? Is it um, Cotton Comes to Harlem? Cotton or, Comes to Harlem, yeah, That's with a uh, grave digger and <coughs> Coffin Jones, whatever the, mm-hmm. the crazy names those cops had. And I think they were on, they were on the tape.
2: Maybe they weren't. No, they was... were. I believe they were. Yeah, they were on the tape. But that was the thing. Like the more I look, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, I was like, okay. Cause I said, well, what would be an ex- an example of a of a of a hard boiled black cop in the black exploitation era? And as I would pull up these films, mm-hmm. none of them that wasn't the plot of any of them as I remembered them. Coffee, right? Okay. The cops were on the take. She was a nurse. Yeah. The cops were on the take, and she was uh, she was avenging her her boyfriend. Hmm. Uh, three the hard way. Remember the cops were trying to shake down Jim Kelly's character. You are gonna try to set me up? Yeah. <laughs> yep. you know he goes <laughs> and he does his his uh his karate Ah, mm-hmm. uh, you want to
1: hold it right there uh buddy mind if i take a look at your driver's license mind telling what for oh just checking i got a right to see your license pal unless of course you want trouble then i take you in and you can show it to the judge so let's do it the easy way huh Yes, sir. Nice and easy. Mr. Keys. Now, what kind of a first name is that, Mr? My mama wanted people to show me respect. Oh, yeah? Well, suppose you show me your registration. You got it in the car there?
2: You know what? You're getting to be a real pain in the ass, man.
1: Now, what's that on the floor there?
2: to me up across 110th street the cops were dirty yeah Foxy Brown and like Cleopatra Jones you know they were federal agents yeah it they weren't police officers so to speak but it more oftentimes and this is of course I'm guessing because at that time you know the cops had a bad relationship with in the black community yeah. but bad reputation I should say in the black community you know, uh, hassling and brutalizing black people, in particular black men. Mm-hmm. So, in all those films, which strangely enough, were, a lot of them were written by white writers. Yep, yep. That's how the cops were portrayed, you mm-hmm. know. Now I, now, I wonder if that's a
0: case of like, you know, real life intervening, you know, because just like, you know, you had the rise of the road cops dealing with like the rise in actuality of like violent crimes and so forth. Right. You know, I wonder if um you know the way they were portrayed, the police were portrayed in those black exploitation movies was a um was a realization of in reality, this is kind of a way that they were already acting, you know what I'm saying? Um uh, yeah. Like yeah. like hey, going around and like, you know, instead of, you know, protecting and serving there, <laughs> you serve us this this protection money, and right. we make sure your business don't get burnt to the ground right. or something. Right. We
2: might be the ones that burn it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Even like in a movie like L.A. Confidential, which is set in the 50s, yes, where you see them willing to set up the you know these black kids and and have them be the fall guys for a crime that they didn't commit. Mm-hmm. You see Bud White shooting people who were. Bad people, but not for the reason that he was there for. Yeah. And then he sets it up so that it looks like, you know, they shot at him first. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see, even in that time, in terms of, like, the, the attitudes of policemen, so the 50s, this is 20 years before Dirty Harry, before the French Connection. You see, at that time, where—I remember my mother talking about this when I was a kid, or, I mean, when I was, you know— uh, a little younger than I am now, maybe in my 20s, mm-hmm. you could beat your wife. Yeah. And the cops would show up. And as long as she wasn't dead or about to be dead or if they just told you, hey, look, you got to leave. You got to leave the house tonight and cool off. But they wouldn't arrest him, Right. So the attitudes were just very, very different. And... You know, the rise of uh, women's liberation in the modern sense, not the suffrage movement in the, in the 30s, but in the modern sense, mm-hmm. you know, in the 70s and bra burning and all this kind of stuff. So now all of a sudden, you know, we're just not going to put up with that shit anymore, you know. But the cops were complicit, mm-hmm. even in that, you know, of letting some man just beat his wife just because they couldn't get along or whatever. So anyway, it's just a very, very different time. And so like it adds to the idea that this, this idea of the rogue cop you know, starts to ascend. And by the time it gets to something like The Heat, you know, with Bullock and McCarthy or uh, the other guys, it's in hot fuzz. It's straight up parody. It's straight up. Yeah. You know, we've had 40 years of this kind of character and there's not a whole lot to be said other than to just completely make fun of it mm. in as best a way as possible. But as far as today is concerned, well, let me ask you this, man. Why do you think... Why do you think that um, that audience members were attracted to the road cop like cheering for the road cop? We're attracted as as an
0: audience by someone like you said earlier, someone that bends the rules, but also, you know, just by there's something monolithic about one person who's going to stand against, you know, this onslaught of injustice and crime and so forth. It's why we read superhero books. It's one hero standing against, you know, the evil. The the uh, the inu- innumerable odds. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because it, there's so much out there going on. Right. And this one guy is going to take it all on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we really respond to that. And plus, it's a callback to like, you know, the gunslingers and so forth, you know, back in the West, too, especially the Wild West, you know, um, he's going to come into town and set things right. Now, in actuality, a lot of those sheriffs and so forth, they got killed. You know, they they didn't go up against the gang by themselves. Right. That's
2: why they had a posse. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> we're putting together a posse. Uh, I want to get a few of you fellas to come right out with us. Uh like crickets just. It's a good thing they didn't have answering machines
1: when they, uh, were trying to form posses, you know? Because everybody would be screening, you know what I mean? Uh, Larry, uh, this is, uh, Sheriff Robbins calling. We're getting a, uh... We're getting a posse together, uh, this afternoon around, uh, 2.30. Uh, we're gonna meet old by the old Red Barn, uh... Jeez, we sure appreciate it. If you can... I sure appreciate it if you can make this said, uh, We're kind of short on guys, and uh, we only got about three or four guys. And shit, we can really use you. You know what? We're, we're gonna be going after the Fontanelle gang, and uh some tough motherfuckers, boy. Yeah, uh, uh, you better bring some some warm clothing. It's gonna be cold out there. It's cold and shit out there. And uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna be gone about oh maybe about six seven days. So uh, you know, stock up and. Uh, I gotta tell you once again they're they're tough, so I uh, sure hope I sure hope you can make it. And
2: uh, I hope to see I hope to see you out there. Exactly You know, exactly. sheriff like you motherfuckers
0: <laughs> But it's what we would want. It's like one of those things, especially as an audience member, it's who we would want to be. Not necessarily in terms of oh I'm gonna do exactly that in real life, but it's a uh, it's an extension of man if I were in that situation that's that's how I would want to be right. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost in some cases um, wish fulfillment
2: or you ex- projecting yourself. You know? Do you think also too because you brought this up before mm-hmm. that some of it is so the '70s is the era of Watergate an ultimate time of people being disillusioned by the establishment and the system and the powers that be and not trusting the powers that be to be on the right side of things. And so it's much easier to think, okay, the government doesn't have my back. The law really doesn't have my back. So these rule breakers who are getting shit done I'm going to root for them because they actually have my back. They, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and also, too, kind of a in a jaded sense, come on, nice guys finish last. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Good guys don't win. The guy who wins is the guy who wins. Yeah. You know, like embracing that almost fully in a, in a weird way.
0: No, you're exactly right. And, in fact, you can see it in that um, – you can see it as early as Bullet. You know, he – this whole movie he's been talking to Robert Vaughn's character who's like his upper supervisor mm-hmm. and Robert Vaughn I don't even know what the story of Bullet is I love that movie but I don't even know what the story is <laughs> nobody knows what the story is but Robert Vaughn this whole time has been just button heads with Frank Bullet the whole time right
2: mm-hmm. and um McQueen's name was Frank Bullet Frank <laughs> Bullet <laughs> I had forgotten that I thought maybe it was a nickname <laughs> Yeah, so,
0: uh. <laughs> so Robert Vaughn's character is like, you know, telling him, you know, you, should, you shouldn't have done that with our witness. And, you know, Steve McQueen tells him, you know, I'm tired of your And even, even 50 years later, I was surprised to let it go in like a 60s movie, let him actually curse. He's like, I don't need your bullshit.
1: I was like, what?
0: <laughs> in a movie from the 60s?
1: Yeah, yeah. Wow. I guess so. The organization. Several murders. Could do us both a great deal of good. Look, Chalmers, let's understand each other. I don't like you. Come on now, don't be naive, Lieutenant. We both know how careers are made. Integrity is something you sell to the public. You sell whatever you want, but don't sell it here tonight. Frank, we must all compromise. Bullshit. bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) But
0: yeah, and... You're talking about someone who is a part of that, maybe not upper power structure, but they're a part of that law enforcement structure, and even they have troubles with you know this this management. Yeah. You see a dirty Harry, you know, at the end where he you know um, shoots Scorpio and everything. He has a contemplative moment where he looks at his badge and he's like, "Damn, is it really worth it? Right, I got him, but is it really worth yeah. it? All this other." Hassles, And I'll probably have to go through the same thing, trying to get these other perps. Yeah. Tosses the bag.
2: Yeah. And that was even another uh, callback to the beginning of the movie where they show San Francisco Police Department. Yeah. And and they show the list of all of the officers. And uh, were those officers who had fallen? That's right. Killed in the line of duty? That's right. Yeah. So that was even a callback to that where, like you say, he has this moment where it's like, is it all worth it? And you even say like I love the fact Well, he tells in dirty Harry uh Callahan tells his boss he's like uh uh you feel like doing so and so so he's like I feel like getting a raise can you get me a damn raise <laughs> you know uh, you know but yeah I think you're right I do think that um I don't know man uh I do like the fact that characters are written now with more nuance mm. i like I appreciate when it's done well you yeah. know anything that's done poorly is just it's just poor. You're like, okay, I, I, whatever. What is this? You know, like you said, but I do appreciate when uh, when some of that stuff is done well and is done with nuance because it does make it more interesting. Although there are times like now with modern films, cops and robbers films, where it's like, I really don't need to know this about this person. I don't mm-hmm. need. I really don't need to see a scene with them and their child. And you can always tell where there's you know like a Netflix movie or something where the editing was like you you just didn't want the movie to be under 90 minutes so you added you left this scene mm. in but we really didn't need to see that we really didn't need to see that at all but um i think the other thing i wanted to mention too was is the idea of the rogue cop is really where we get the term copaganda from
0: hmm, okay you
2: know where it's like okay because i am a, an officer of the law and because i have the badge and because i have you know all the the lethal force of the city and my gun behind me mm-hmm. anything I do is really kind of okay to do you know what I mean that was said about the wire I think erroneously, but that was said about the wire and it's been said about other you know you know the 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 police procedural shows that come on network t v and and even um other cops and robbers movies den of thieves mm-hmm. and uh with uh Gerard butler and um uh, Ice Cube Son is in that movie. By That's the way. right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, movies like that, you know, probably even he to some extent was probably seen as copaganda, you know. Um, but I think like a rogue cop today would not be a hero. No, no. They would not be a hero. They would be someone who shoots an unarmed person. They would be someone who pulls a gun on people who clearly are, you know, are not a physical threat to them. They would be someone who, and I've had this kind of interaction with cops where, you know, they would arrest you for not being polite to them. Mm. I remember I was riding home from work one day and, you know, this cop was trying to direct traffic through like a very small intersection, but there was like a pipe or something and go this way, that way. And I couldn't tell which way to go. And I'm like, this way, that way. And then this little young cop comes up to me, Can't you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Da-da-da, and screaming in my face. And I'm just like. <sighs> Motherfucker. Mm. First of all, I'm old enough to be your daddy. Okay? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not your friend. I'm not your peer. I'm not your buddy. You know what I'm saying? You don't just talk, you know, and I was just like, but they think they can do that because they're frustrated and they're stressed. Well, if you're that fucking frustrated and stressed, quit. Find another, job. Yeah. Find another line of employment. Yeah. UPS is hiring motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, th- or would, you know, arrest you for not following the orders or, you know, disorderly conduct or not dispersing when I told you to disperse. Yeah. That kind of thing. But it's funny how now, like, you know, we we did make plain earlier that a rogue cop wouldn't be considered a hero in the modern sense of our, our world today, you know, with defund the police. And probably couldn't be shown in the same light in film. Yeah. And and I
0: don't think it's any accident that you don't see those type of movies anymore. Yeah. You really don't. Like, the heyday of that was probably the very early 2000s. And then after that, you don't see those type of movies anymore. But to that degree, though... Why do we still find those? I know why I find them entertaining because I grew up on them just like right, you did. Exactly. We yeah. grew up on this shit. But I can see a younger person, you know, with um, the way social justice is now trying to watch this, like, Ugh, uh, he just abused that person's rights. Oh, yeah. Why is he doing this and that? Right. And I wonder why do those still have entertainment value, and we find them entertaining, but younger people might
2: not find them as entertaining. Well, even to some extent, you know, watching older movies now, even some of the... In watching older movies now, I even am like... God damn. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. You know, you see some of the, uh, like you were talking about the violence when he was beating old boy up. Yeah. It's like, I didn't remember it being this brutal. (laughs) It's like, I mean, he put on those leather gloves and you could just hear him tightening over his (laughs) knuckles. Yeah. Boom. 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 You want some more? Boom. Boom. You know, it's like, it was just rough. Yeah. Relax. Take it easy.
1: It's gonna be all right. <laughs>
2: you want the rest of it
1: every penny's worth you black
2: son of a bitch you know or even with comedy with some of the comedy where it's like Mm. you know dudes peeping through the shower at girls you know they don't know it and you know, uh you know, she thinks it's a boyfriend's dick coming through the glory hole and it's your dick.
0: Yeah. You know, it's just like stuff that we
2: just wouldn't do now. It's just like, no, 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 no. You know, or you know, calling people faggot or whatever, yeah. or the N-word, just anything. You know, it's just it just doesn't resonate in the same way. And um, but even like um there's a movie I was gonna recommend to you too, if you get a chance to see it. It's one of those, it's a B movie. It's it's a B level, B cops and robbers, B movie. I love those. But it's good. It's entertaining. It's um, black and blue. Was that with Tyrese? Tyrese and Naomi Harris. Okay. Frank Grillo from the Avengers movies. And a terrible, awful miscast and performance by uh, Michael Coulter as the drug dealer. Wearing shades and a fur jacket and shit. Uh-huh. You're the most non-hood mug I've ever met in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to come off as threatening, but Naomi Harris plays like the cop who runs up on dirty cops, and then they, they're after her, mm-hmm. and she's on the run. It's in New Orleans, and uh, and then it culminates in this housing project that everybody who shoots in New Orleans always shoots at. <laughs> I forgot what it's called. Uh, it, was, it, was, it wasn't like the Magnolia projects. Uh, the, with all the the all the all uh, tags and the... the, the mm-hmm. It might be Magnolia, yeah. yeah. Third Ward. Third, yeah. yeah. Third Ward, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Wody. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's a good Cops and Robbers movie. She's not a rogue cop, per se. It's about corrupt police. That's what the movie is about. Okay. But she's definitely wrong. But it's worth checking out. But I was going to mention, too, another movie that we had talked about. Maybe we'll get to it one day. Uh, doing a review of, and it's in this similar vein, it's the Star Chamber.
0: Oh, yes. Remember
2: yeah. we talked about that? Mm-hmm, With mm-hmm. Michael Douglas and Hal Holbrook group, yep. and a bunch of other character actors that you've seen in other things. Yeah. Um, but a, basically like a council of judges who get together, determine that some criminal, some case, some person who's in some case on their docket is really too terrible for the system to purge. So they essentially vote Hire a hitman, and the hitman goes and executes this person. Mm-hmm. And Michael Douglas is the young, idealistic young judge who's brought into this. He brings a name to the table, and then he realizes, oh, the guy that I, whose name I've given you, they didn't do it. These two guys, they didn't. They're not the the the, the perpetrators. And he tries to stop it. And they tell him no once the ball is rolling we can't stop it homie mm. if they didn't do this they did something yeah. else and his conscience takes over and that's that's how the movie unfolds mm. but that also too came out in the 70s during this period of people feeling frustrated with not being able to get what they consider to be capital j justice yeah you know out of the system so let me like you say make a wide right turn around mm-hmm. the system and try to get get you know get to where I want to be but yeah yeah, but uh, anyway
0: it was crazy how like you know the the, the version of that type of road cop today would have to go through like okay okay you had mentioned a few minutes ago about the wire and I was going to ask that's one of those situations where you have a road cop but not in the action movie sense of a road cop like Jimmy McNulty is a road cop No question. Right. But he still has to go through channels, you know, in terms of sign this, I can get this warrant, so I can get this wire. I still have to go through official channels to get stuff done, but there are a lot of instances where I do have to circumvent just a little bit. Right. You know, it's a more winding path. Right. But I still have to circumvent a lot of things. And then you see guys like, you know, Herc and Carver who. Are they're, they're 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 cops and they do their job. They they make the arrest and everything. But if the opportunity arises, they can flip and become corrupt cops in terms of I'm just gonna take this evidence money. Right. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. They're
2: like they're on they're on the scene of the seizure mm-hmm. and they pack the money inside their bulletproof vest or whatever and and, and 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 get off with it. Exactly. You know. So when the drug dealer says, "Oh, we had fifty thousand dollars," in them. no, you had. Forty-seven, two hundred. What? Because Hurricane Carvin, you know, yeah. they done, they done threw a few stacks, you know, in their, you know, hit it in their in their thing. But so, would you consider those to be rogue cops in a much subtler instance? I guess probably
0: just McNulty, because even he has pushback from other straight cops, even within the unit, like Lester. Yeah, yeah, like who are actually doing the job and still get results. You know what I'm saying? Um, the right way, mm-hmm. but he gets results by doing it this other way. Mm-hmm. But even other cops in the unit are still like, I don't know, I don't know, McNulty. Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't do that, especially in like latter seasons. Okay. You know? yeah. Okay.
1: What do we owe the honor? This chicken in. Why you got something going on? Now, nothing too sexy. Just pushing the case uphill, inch by inch, on Kintel Williamson, our stated target. We're working too, Lester. Yeah, on your own thing. You even listen to me, McNulty? I got a real case to bring in, fella named Stringer Bell. You might have heard of him, I don't know. You got a mouth on you, boy. Still out there, Lester. He's got his corners, his money. Fuck it, by now, for all you know, he's got all that downtown real estate. Motherfucker probably owns half Baltimore without his even knowing it. That ain't the point. You even know what happened to all that real estate, Lester? All that downtown property Bell has title on? Fuck no. Probably laughing his balls off right now. You, me, Daniels, all of us. You even pretending to speak for anyone other than yourself, McNulty? I'm speaking for the job. You wanna talk about police work? I was doing the job when you was just dreaming on it. Daniels was out there too. Now you're gonna fuck him when he pulled you off a goddamn boat? He's a boss, fuck the bosses. Maybe Daniels plays a few games to get by, but he's cost himself plenty for the sake of the job. He's earned some loyalty. Fuck loyalty and fuck you, Lester. I never thought I'd hear that chain-of-command horse shit come out of your mouth. Motherfucker, I spent a lot of time in a lot of weak units. More than you. Now, this here may not be perfect, but it's a chance to be police. Well, then, be one. You're not even worth the skin off my knuckles, Junior. Give me dough. You put fire to everything you touch, McNulty, then you walk away while it burns. I got nothing more to say to you. Nothing.
2: Let's have, before we end it, man, let's have some fun. All right. Let's take a road cop movie that's, uh, that, that we know, but we're going to make it in modern day. How would we change it to fit modern day systems Oh sense man, <laughs> dude! Oh, my. and how far down would it? How, how many tangents would it be where if it's like, okay, this doesn't resemble that at all anymore? Oh <laughs> man, gosh, man. Well, you know,
0: first, straight up, first off, you know, you're <laughs> you not having no car chases or nothing. No car chases? They, car, they do car chases now. Yeah, but it's just, it's not to say you're not going to get up on the sidewalk because it's too much traffic.
2: <laughs> you, ain't getting, you can't even do that. Like you hitting people, you hitting people on Segways and, and, exactly. and scooters and whatnot. <laughs> on them hover racks, hoverboards, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're not yeah. driving on the sidewalk. Uh, they still had food trucks in D.C. I haven't seen a food truck in ever seen a food truck in Atlanta, but they're here. Yeah, they do there. have. Yeah, mm. it's like you know the uh, the idea of that. I was trying to think like like Popeye Doyle in The French Connection, oh. and that's one of the differences between Popeye and Harry. Mm. Harry, you rooted for Popeye. You were never on his side. You uh. just wanted to see what was gonna happen but you were never on his side. Oh, Cause God. he was just a, he was a bastard. Yes. You know, he was just a complete, but like the French connection nowadays, I mean, the, 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 the language, uh, against the perps and the minorities and whatnot. Uh, he sh- didn't, he sh- doesn't, he shoot accidentally, uh, Roy Scheider's character. No, or whose character, who's he shoot at the end by mistake?
0: Uh, See that's the mystery of the French Connection. No, he did shoot the federal agent. That's what it was. He the worst like you shot so and so, right? And he's like, well, whatever. I don't care. I'm still trying to get him. Exactly. Like, God, and, and he still goes off and thinks, I, I, I see, I see the guy that I'm supposed to shoot, and shoots somebody, right? And it just goes off. But yeah, that won't fly. Him shooting a perp in the back. Even though he's chased him on the L train through all this traffic and yep. everything, and he sees the perp get out the train. He's like, I'm about to get away. Right. And then <laughs> Popeye's like, no, nah, bruh. Bam! Right. It <laughs> oh, flips backwards down the steps. Like, right. God, them men in the road cop movies, they took some stunts down some stairs. They did, know. yo. Damn.
2: They did. Okay, so in Dirty Harry at the end when he's chasing old boy through the mining uh, mill yeah. uh, uh, company or whatever, and he gets to the pier. Yeah. By the time he gets to the pier to shoot old boy after he's taking the, the little kid as a hostage... All the miners and people working in the factory will pull out their phones and be videotaping yep. Yep. <laughs> it. will be on World Star YouTube like within minutes. You know, yep. yo, like and subscribe, smash that <laughs> like button, <laughs> leave your comments below. <laughs> yeah, <get it>. <laughs> <laughs>